Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson, and welcome to the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like. Sharing an ice cream sundae with your high school sweetheart on a warm night in July. Wow, there was no joke to that. It's just pleasant. That was just a pleasant food experience? I think it's a pleasant food experience. I don't like dairy on dates, Danny. <laughs> you get too sure. farty. You, you, get the, you get a weird uh, uh, lactose film in your mouth when you're about to yeah. kiss. You know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a hot scene. Same thing with Italian food. They always, put, they always put Lady in the Tramp style. They always put you in an Italian food meal. At a date, and it's like you really want to spill red sauce on that cool new crew neck yeah. sweatshirt. Pa- Pasta is a little. It's a sli- it's a sleepy time food. That's it's not. A that's time not. Food. Uh, you no. know. Yeah, I better go home alone tonight. That's, that's a that's family that meal. That really is a family meal. Yeah, that's like meeting the parents. Not a fuck food. Not a fuck food because when you're meeting the parents. But I mean, it could be. I I don't know. I think people find pasta to be. Uh, like a like a like a sexier food. I mean, I talk about the movie Chef, and this is one of the Chef. things. One of the things that I found to be uh, most outrageous. But Scarlett Johansson just looking infatuated uh-huh. with John Favreau uh-huh. uh, cooking pasta. That's in why his, he in wrote the kitchen. movie. He wrote right, the movie yeah. so that Scarlett Johansson could look at him longingly. What are because uh, a kitchen is the only context that just like a very fat man truly oh, could, looks could amazing. Get yeah, well, you know what I mean. Money. If you're oh yeah, rich. just being rich. If you're rich, if anyone's I rich, if, I guess if anyone's successful. Hey, no offense to fat people. I mean, you guys, you guys get to jump the line for the COVID vaccine. I, I love you guys. I like that you said this podcast sounds like it was uh, the Macaroni Zone. Sounds like it's a podcast of two fat seven year olds recording in a treehouse. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not by the Macaroni Zone. You're scrolling through <laughs> iTunes and you see it and you think, okay, so this is gonna be two boys named Charlie who talk about. Uh, Pokemon cards and a couple uh, of Charlies. I I got to stay up late last night. Like that's the big news, you know. What are some foods that you should not be sharing? Let's talk about so ice cream sundae, ramen, like a lot of desserts. Well, I think any noodle is bad. Picking up one of those big stone uh, bowls of ramen that's yeah. sloshing weird globs of pork fat on people's yeah. cheeks and like scooting that over a tit. Here, try some of this. Well, any soup. I will say I was uh, working at this restaurant in Austin, quality seafood, and I was taking the order of this couple at a table mm-hmm. and uh, they said they said specifically, these words, a bowl of clam chowder yeah. to share. A bowl of clam chowder to share. And that's a nightmare. First of all, 
if you have it in the middle of the table and you're just yeah. like clopping little, yeah. this bowl of soup is supposed to be in front of you. It's pretty much a, uh, well, yeah, uh, it's a it's a piss trough. <laughs> it's got to be right in front of you. You know what I mean? You're gonna Some have things a are gonna return to the bowl as you're eating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, soup's not a very shareable. I would also say burgers. Uh, I hate when I if I'm sharing a burger with somebody uh-huh. and they give you like the fucking dull steak knife. Yeah. And then you try to cut it, and yeah. then it just slides out everywhere. That's bad. News. It's not good. And then also, not sometimes you're not you're not even getting a steak knife. You try like your mouth is the utensil with a burger. Your mouth yes. is creating the bites. Yes. And uh, you get. I, I split burgers with my wife a lot. She can't finish a protein to save her life, and she'll hand it to me. And yeah, it's like you said. There's these weird, like uh, looks like uh, alien autopsy kind of thing, where there's just like these weird shoots of vegetable splatters yes. going everywhere and and you were just like shooting your fingertips out there a burger is something that you hold in your hand it's like only i know how to hold this burger yes. you know what i mean like uh-huh. i give it to you i'm like you're just gonna screw it up okay. you have to know it's got a certain weight into it and everything and like when you slice it in half it just gets rid of all that it's no longer like the same thing as biting into a a full burger no you you don't want to cut the burger no um i would also say tacos probably bad for sharing they're already too small i don't know Hand foods. It seems like we're circling around hand foods, Danny. Yeah, I mean soups, ramen. Yeah, that's that's different. But yeah, I think any soups and hand foods. I mean, not all. A lot of sandwiches can be cut in half. I would argue uh, the country the country club sandwich, uh, Uh like a a club. I mean, that's that's great for a table. Served in quadrants. Served in quadrants. The little stupid toothpicks. I've made a thousand of these when I worked at the country club. Yeah, you know, it's all the it's what like triple stacked with bread and like. Yeah, that's good. That's good for sharing. So it's not every hand food, but it's a lot. It's a lot of them. Right. Now, when it's it comes to when it comes to like family size servings, family style servings. Yeah. What are your What are your favorites? Uh, family style. Family style foods. I'm thinking Italian. I'm thinking I Thai. Yes. See, I disagree on Italian. That's like buca de. Yeah. Pep- yeah. Okay. Buca de okay. okay. That can be good. Like grandma's house on Sunday. Uh, type of yeah, family style. Big spoons. Bigs. I like big you get spoons. The big spoon. You a get big perforated a, spoon, yeah. or like the big clawed spoon for spaghetti. I haven't used one of those oh. in a long time. If I'm going out, uh-huh. you know, pasta becomes a very personalized, uh-huh. you know, uh, monogamous relationship. It's just me and the pasta, you know. But but especially you're, if you're going to yeah. Hippo, have you yeah. been to Hippo recently? I've, been, I've yeah, I have. Yeah, those are. I mean, the flavors are amazing. Mm-hmm. I like that restaurant. But the the flavors are amazing. I like that restaurant, but the um, the servings are so small. They're very I mean, small. It truly lives. I you know when I'm watching all all the Hell's Kitchen, and obviously pasta is yeah. an appetizer on Hell's Kitchen. It's never the entree, and it's I didn't like know okay, that. Yeah. maybe you are supposed to serve a fistful of pasta. Maybe it is ridiculous to really like go down on some. <laughs> Right, pasta, go to town right, on it. and just serving it in a in a salad bowl. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I think so. There will always be something. Uh, I will always have a love for uh, big fucking bowls of pasta on oh, Sundays yeah. at my grandma's. Oh yeah, I think serving even more so than that, uh, an Italian lunch buffet. Which I don't know if that's a thing around here or anywhere else. Italian lunch buffet. No. Have you ever been to an Italian lunch buffet? No, but I do like that you made the 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 joke about Italian people uh, hand gesture. You did a chef, <laughs> Italian guy sure. pinch. You yeah. know the sort of 
You made like a rooster head with your fingers as you said that. Typically, uh, I mean, it's it basically looks like a, a wedding of Italian food. Uh, but yeah, there's there's uh, you know, red sauce or meat sauce, meatballs and sausage. Uh-huh. I used to, I used to work at a restaurant in Pittsburgh, Lombardozzi's. I would uh-huh. have to do a lunch buffet every day. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's like uh, uh, yeah, meatballs and, and sausage. They would do like these little mashed potato fried balls that were yeah. so fucking good. Uh, and then like a salad oh, I, bar. I love a potato kind of croquette. Thing. Oh my god. Amazing. It's my favorite. This is so fucking good. I think I served this once. I don't know if you were there. I may not have been. A couple years ago, I invited a bunch of people to my yeah. house, and I did the uh, lunch buffet from Lombardosi's. I was like, I just want to recreate it. That was before from... you realized that among the people that you know here in Los Angeles that I would appreciate eating your food far and away the most yeah. of anyone that you know. Not like these other dumb motherfuckers. Not like these other dumb motherfuckers who are just hungry. I'm there to eat. And critique. <laughs> Uh, hey, real quick, you mentioned Hell's Kitchen, and I realized we did uh, the episode last week, yes. and we ran out of time, and you never did the <laughs> impression of the very pent-up, angry man who has a stoic. Will you explain this man? Because he is in a lot of reality TV, <laughs> yeah. but he's specifically yes. in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, okay, so they have to book. They have to book. They have to make a castable show. So they book some. Hot, dumb people who just belong on reality shows. It's a genre of person that just yeah. is for reality shows. They're, yes. they're fun to watch in a confessional booth, and that's it. They have no skills, whatever. So a third of the people are that. A third of the people are just pure bozos. W- what the hell are they doing on TV at all? They're just the weirdest people in the, on the planet. Not even really chefs. They're like, I have a farm. And yeah. Like, that's not the same thing <laughs> they're not as even cooking chefs. your kids' eggs every morning. <laughs> and then they go into this oh, pressure situation. God bless Chef Ramsay. They always book us like a 60-year-old. And they're like, I was oh, just yeah. happy to be selected. And yeah. then they're like, they're literally being like, like the twenty-five-year-old chefs are like pouring boiling hot, yeah. you know. You're pots too of old, oil darling. Over. I could <laughs> yeah. see him saying something like that. No, oh, oh, we have a senior moment. We having a senior moment. <laughs> yeah, can't keep up. Halibut. Fuck off upstairs. Fuck off upstairs. I love it. Andre, love it. you really impressed me tonight. Keep it going. Stay at that level. <laughs> okay, so the other third are competent chefs. Yes. The people that are so hilarious to watch in the confessional booths are the competent chefs. These are the people that are going to continue. They don't even make it in the edit of the first five episodes. It's uh-huh. all bozos and the hot idiots. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh. That's who gets in the edit of the show because that's where the conflict is occurring. And it waits until there's four competent chefs left over. That's the back half of the season. And they're like, okay. Okay, like, now we know. have to tell these people stories. Yeah. And they have no personality. I mean, some yeah. of them do, but most of the time they're just not built for TV. Yeah. So they'll have some conflict. They'll go in the confessional booth. And clearly, before before they've talked on the TV show, before we've seen them, they they're working with a producer, and the producer is like, "Okay, we need we need more passion, more energy, because this is like in the middle of the cut, so we're gonna drop this in." And you're explaining, you know, what went wrong with the lobster tails tonight. So I really need a lot of like, go back there with me, go back there with me, and, and tell me what you were feeling. And then the person tries to, but they they didn't do any musical theater in middle school. They they they're not used to talking in front of people. They're used to like sh- yelling at a sous chef and moving on with you know right. shutting down during a busy dinner service. So they're always you can't see my face right now as I do this, but imagine that my face is not moving at all. Like we were getting killed out there tonight, and. The, the minute that the lobster tails dropped, I knew my pasta wasn't done. I was so mad at Regine. I said, Regine, you're killing me. We're not even ready to bring those up yet. 
Wait, wait until all the appetizers have been laid out, and then we're gonna bring out all the all the plates at once. Come on! <laughs> I didn't move my face at all as I said. Yeah, that. not at all. Not, not a, at all. And and the sound of your voice is coming only from this part of your face. It's it's your nose and the upper half of your mouth. These people talk like they have sleep paralysis. <laughs> Like they woke up, <laughs> they had too much yeah. red wine the night before, and they woke up screaming, but it's like the, ah, ah, and they can't talk yet. I think that might be also an interesting point about people that can actually cook. I mean, very few the few of them are actually entertaining, and we see them on TV. We Some see them. We see them on YouTube. Giada they, de Laurentiis. They, right, yeah. I mean, they get, they get snatched up like yeah, pretty quickly, but that's like 1%. The rest of them have horrible taste in almost everything else. Movies, music. They have no lives. And like you said, they're just used to yelling at sous chefs all day. And uh, Listen, they they can't all be on the chew, okay? They can't all be Jeffrey Zakarian. Who? Well, I mean, (laughs) we would be lucky to be that silver. (laughs) That's silver, Fox. That's sexy. James, it is time for fake food, real food. All right, buddy boy. I picked up some salt vinegar Pringles. Okay. Now, these piqued my interest because when I think of a salt and vinegar chip, I think a kettle. Yeah. I think a Cape Cod. Yeah. I think a Lay's. You know, something that's really going to fuck up your mouth. You you went down the scale of crispy to wet. For sure. Well, I would, yeah, absolutely. I think a, I think a salt and vinegar, salt and vinny, I think that <laughs> requires a... Crispier chip. Now Pringles are a pretty. They're not crispy. They're Pringles. Sort of textured. They're textured. They're almost baked. They are. They are like a baked chip, but just without the sort of Mormon blandness of a of a baked Lay's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna get. What even is this? Is this potato starch? Like, what is this texture? It, do they add in like baking soda and potato starch and like a bunch of like extra shit? Like, oh, interesting. Shit that would be in like a butter cookie. Like, that's a good question. I don't. I'd be interested to know. Once you pop, you can't stop. I mean, the way they're composed, there's a perfect ratio of seasoning to bullshit that makes you keep eating them. But they're not good. I. I they're s- not. Pringles aren't good. I'm gonna oh, be honest. I know a lot of people that disagree with you. Well, you you just like salt. They f- they found a good way to get you some delicious seasonings. But That's this is true. not a good chip. Also, the packaging is like, is this about to be a prank? You put it in the prank box. It's the weirdest packaging. You open it up I mean, and like a bunch of snakes come it's out. It's downright Japanese. It, it's, it's, That's it's a, true. It's a novelty. That's very true. I, I guess I knew what this would taste like, and I knew that it wouldn't be... I got them to prove a larger point, which is, this is not what I want to have a salt and vinegar chip. No, it's I not want, very vinegary at all. It's not very vinegary, and I think that has to do with the texture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it doesn't hold. Yeah. If you actually put vinegar on this, mm-hmm. it would, it would be like a soggy mess. It would. It wouldn't withstand. It would the, become a um. Uh, become a spring roll wrapper. It become rice paper, just like yeah. in front of your face. I was talking to someone recently about how I remember doing a set one time. And I was about to go on. I'm like, man, my mouth's all fucked up. I'm like. Why on earth did I eat a bag of salt and vinegar chips before I had to go do stand up? What like an all time dumb thing to do. Talk about an alone food. And then talk you're just about a walking. monogamous food. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're not doing anything. No. That's yeah, that's very uh high on the 
on the uh, no fuck list of foods. Oh yeah, and you went up on stage with your mo- mouth clawed up from kettle chips. Yep. Yeah, probably just like saying a joke and then like, <laughs> you know, like constantly smacking my mouth. You like this guy's a fucking freak. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. And I've never. I mean, I've eaten a million Pringles in my life, and and I'm. Just, and you also are not a fan of Pringles. I'm not a fan of Pringles. It just. Yeah, it just doesn't uh, do it. I think I think a a, um, a Pringles original has its merits. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I had all the time as a kid a pizza, pizza flavored Pringles. Do you know about that? Listen, man, if I'm gonna get some pizza flavored snacks, I'm going combos. <laughs> I love all the a combo. Way. Combos. Combo kind of kicks ass. Low combos key. Combos does kick ass. <laughs> Um, no one talks about him anymore because you know all of us are we're not fifteen and you know we yeah. don't we don't have horrible acne. Um, yeah, and the and the filling. I mean, I like the hard to soft, but the soft filling is like what is that gum? Are we just <laughs> oh, eating gum in the middle of a combo? Yeah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's it's really you're like why is it cold? It's been in the sun all day, <laughs> and you're like the middle of a combo is still like ice cold, and you're like what is why? Um, yeah, these little pretzel logs. I love that they just like they just. Said, begging for a Mountain Dew. It's the only thing. Oh yeah, it's begging for moisture. It's begging yeah. to be lubricated somehow. But it's the only thing that is said. Like, no, this is pizza flavored. Like, it could it could be flavored anything. It could be cream cheese chive. It could be. There's a cheddar variant. I know that that's like the second one. But that's yeah. second to pizza. And I can't think of a lot of snacks where pizza is the flavor. Is like this oh, is yeah. our chief flavor. <laughs> I mean, Pringles, pizza Pringles are way down the list of, of Pringles. That was some that was some advertising in the '90s too. Where they're just like, "What do kids love more than anything?" Pizza. Pizza. We're yeah. gonna have the first pizza flavored snack. Man. So pizza and pretzels don't really necessarily. People really go were just milk and pizza for all it was worth in the I 19 bet. goddamn '90s. Thanks, Ninja Turtles. You're married, and I'm an adult, and so we don't really eat combos that much, no. but I bet they're doing some pretty interesting things in the combo flavor Bulgogi, factory these days. You're thinking, sure. There's some combos. Bulgog. Red curry. Yeah. Per- <laughs> pierogi flavored combos. Flavored. Uh, maple bacon. Remember how like people are still, people are still shoving maple and bacon into things. And I'm like, okay, it's not 2007. Ooh. You don't need to keep like foisting. Oh, it's just, Bourbon and bacon and yeah. maple. Okay. Yeah, I could. Great. Well, I wouldn't. Good job, Bobby Flay. We don't need that. I understand that. Yeah, that person was watching a lot of Food Network in 2005. <laughs> so an old rerun, and then they started making some maple bacon ham pies. Um, yeah, combos. We'll have to get some uh, up in the uh, in in the queue soon. Because mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it, I was like, you're right. I haven't had a combo. You can have a combo and. Uh yeah, I didn't bring I didn't bring the um, the processed food this time. I, I'm I always gonna, got a backup, baby. One. You always got a backup. All right, time to review some real food. We just ate Dinah's fried chicken in Glendale. Dinah, Dinah's, and I know it's called Dinah. Dinah, I I know. Dinah. Right. Yeah, that's a. And we were verb with Dinah. <laughs> Very verb with Dinah. Read the slogan in uh, Trump's accent. Dinah as a secret. Now enjoy the best. Plump, young, never frozen chickens. <laughs> I've ride to a golden brown. And so free from cooking oil. All right, that's as far as Yeah, I but now it. read the top. Oh, the top. I didn't even see this. Uh, <laughs> nothing could be finer. <laughs> Dinah's original recipe fried chicken. Traditionally Southern. Dinah's exclusive method. 
So free from cooking oil. Why? See, he's, he's gonna, never eat it because he's uh, he's going to keep trying to lead the Republican Party, which we know he hates and yeah. resents. We well, know yeah. that he hates every single person involved in that organization, yeah. but it's the last true organization he can be the head of. There isn't. Yeah, there's no there's no place for him to go. It's such a, why didn't he, after The Apprentice he just he could never find the food product right. He had the steaks. He could never find the food product yeah. that he could just be the fate. He could have just been fucking Colonel Sanders for something. <laughs> Eggo waffles. It could have just been Trump Eggo waffles for the rest of time, and he refused to do it. Yeah, you gotta be a little younger for. I think Trump aged out of Eggos. I like to fill the squares with. Every inch of the squares with delicious syrup. See, that Mrs. Does. Better Words. It sounds sinister <laughs> when Trump talks about yeah. Eggos. We're going to get rid of all the frozen pancakes, okay? It is frozen waffles first. Yeah, he, he just gets Hitler. I like in the it. commercial for Eggos, he's talking about all the other things he's going to get rid of first. He's like, we're start rid off of the talking toaster strudel. That <laughs> yeah. little imp has had it coming, okay? We are going to poke the Pillsbury boy so hard. He's not even going to be able to laugh, okay? Uh, I, uh, as far as fried chicken goes, uh, I, man, I, I, I'm trying to think of how to say this tactfully. I <laughs> would want to go back to Dinah's and sit at a table. I want to go to go. I, I, what, what do you mean? No, I, I want to go to go there, get a, get a cup of coffee. Get, Sit down, right? Look at some white and red tile somewhere for sure, and enjoy the 1950s of this because the box mm. is cute. I love the sign; you yeah. get it. But the flavors, we are also, very 1950s. We also got it to go, and I think that I mean something we talked about, but like, but fried chicken is that is that a food that you have to kind of eat sitting? You have to fried, eat it. Quick. I mean, you have to get it immediately. Fried, I think you do, but but for the purposes of this podcast danny yeah all you're getting like to enjoy it fully you're enjoying the cook fully and the cook i'm kind of fine with even tasting this mm-hmm. i mean the cook is the only part that i actually enjoy about it the flavors are what i don't enjoy about it the right the, the flavors are where i'm lacking some there was more salt on the chicken uh, livers than there was the uh, actual chicken and i'll tell you this too it wasn't that even on the piece of chicken and i had a drumstick and i was just like wow one side tasted kind of you know blandish and the other side it was like oh it was like kind of salted yeah um all the salt and it wasn't like was an on evening. the other side and we got a lot of the sides too and I, I mean i got like four different sides and i will say they're a potato salad and i don't really like a creamy potato salad that looks like a mashed potato it looks with, like a mashed potato with bits in it's cold but uh it had a, a great amount of flavor i liked uh, it yeah good salt Great seasoning. It. And it's natural because uh, if you're making a potato salad, I assume that they are doing less of a mayonnaise thing and more of a sour cream thing in this cold potato oh, salad. Oh, interesting. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, better. F- yeah, probably. Yeah, it was a little, little tang. Because it had baked yeah. potato flavors, not mashed potato flavors, and not necessarily potato salad flavor. There's no mustard in this. There's no, no mustard. Um, you know, I will also capers. say, I will also, yeah, pickles. Not. Well, this is to piggyback something we talked about in a previous episode. This also has uh, one of my favorite sort of uh, uh, things about a restaurant like this, which is cheap sides. These are all like a dollar sixty-five. Now I know they're like a little smaller, but I don't know, still like kind of substantial. No, it's, it's enough because it's supposed to be <clears throat> with sides like this. Like when I go to Popeyes, I get a coleslaw with that chicken sandwich. 
the side is only meant to lift up the thing I'm there to eat, the main yep. dish. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like a meat and three. In Tennessee, you go to a meat and three, you're there to you are there to eat a lot of baked beans and collard greens. Like the vegetables are the star of the yes, show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the meat is just kind of there because it's not a meal unless you get a meat. That's come on. I mean it's there for Yeah, I do kind of like miss the sides being like the star of the show a little bit. Which you don't see. I'm still eating this. You don't see that often. Good mac and cheese. I like that their coleslaw uh, had uh, like a little bit of a crunch to it. That's pineapple coleslaw, by the way. Which uh, boy, they love using fruit at this place. I see. They, they, they did the mellow salad. That's the what I'm talking about. Marsh, marshmallow and, and fruit and that's this 1950s <clears throat> shit, where the where the sides are sweet. Now it kind of works with the potato salad. Because I think the potato salad, there's some other flavors in there. Like I said, I think there's sour cream. Yeah. And there's like these bell peppers and stuff. But that yeah. coleslaw is disappointingly saccharin. I mean, I love yeah. I love coleslaw, and it is very sugary. It's just like all I could taste <laughs> was sugar. And I, was I mean, like, a lo- a lo- huh. I think a lot of that was the the pineapple itself. But uh, I think so. You're you're right about the fifties ish flavors Always it's kind of crazy shit. i'm writing something about in and outs fries this week yeah. per a previous conversation and i'm you know just like emailing food writers and stuff to get their opinions and they're all saying the same thing without me leading them which is like it's surprising that this place hasn't tinkered with their recipe at all and i huh. and i and i and i'm like man are restaurants like afraid to do that because you get to a certain point let's say your diners and i'm sure they've been around for yeah, a while yeah, yeah. and you're like okay we're doing pretty good. They probably have a couple locations. They're like, why well, fuck with the recipes? Yeah, you know. And there's like a lot of reasons to do it, but I think it's also scary if you ch- if you run a restaurant, yeah, and you have any success at all, and then you change something, yeah, people are like, what? You fucking changed it? You're gonna be like uh, cutting Felicity's hair, right? What is that a reference? Felicity. To? It was a J.J. <laughs> Abrams uh, teen show with <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. with what's her face, the, okay, the I girl, knew that. yeah. <laughs> The, the cute woman, well, uh, Carrie Russell. Well, why is somebody cutting? She had big, bouncy, long curls. She had a big 1970s Studio 54. Oh, my God. Uh, white lady afro kind of thing. And people loved seeing that hair. And then she cut it all off. And, she, and people, oh, I And get people, it. like, stopped watching Felicity. I'm sorry like, you have to keep explaining references to me. Oh, it's okay. But, God, if I knew that one, it'd be great. You would have loved that. Damn if you it. were a big J.J. Abrams head. See, this is why I know you don't spend a lot of time in uh, conservative spaces because Christians fucking lose it for J.J. Abrams, man. I like J.J. Abrams. Well, he, he's he just you know I like I like I like uh, you know Lost and he's serving Gen X nostalgia. He's serving Spielberg. He's serving. Let me tell you something about nineteen <laughs> fifties uh, style fried chicken, and yeah, I think uh, works as a defense to what you're saying. Yeah. Barberton fried chicken is some of the best fried chicken I've ever had in my fucking life. What is this? Barberton? It's called Barberton fried chicken. It is an hour north of where I grew up in Newcastle, okay. Pennsylvania, but it's Barberton, Ohio. And it's an old S- Serbian fried uh, style of, of fried chicken. There's, I think, only four or five restaurants that exist in Barberton that do it this way. No one else in the country... Maybe not even back home in Serbia anymore. I mean, I'm sure they do or something. I've like never it's, heard it's, it's of existing this. somewhere, but it's chicken that they say is not seasoned, and it's fried in lard, and it is, uh, it tastes incredible. Uh, it's they really want you to taste the fat, so it's like it's like it's it's got a very um, 
bold, like heavy flavor to it. And I think there was a little bit of seasoning at some of these places. I ate it, I think, t- two or three different restaurants. Or maybe they seasoned the lard. Maybe. Well, no, because I think it's think enough. So? I think it's like, I saw deep fryers back there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all, not only are they frying the chicken in those deep fryers, but also their fries. And so their fries just also taste like, I think they're like lard and fried chicken. Now, lard comes from uh, pork, uh, Beef, right? yeah. Beef. Probably like beef tallow or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's like beef. Yeah. That might be the best fried chicken that I've had. <laughs> and I think, and I want to say it's Bobby Flay, but if it's not, it's somebody else. But he also, someone, some notable food TV chef also said, like the best fried chicken is in Barberton, really? Ohio. Really? Ohio. And no one else is doing it. And I think it's a very outdated like people aren't cooking with lard. We're not trying to survive no. some crazy winter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not stuck. And there's not some sort of old, like you know, medical journal that's like, well, if you eat a lot of lard, it'll, you know, no. well, you satiate know what? you through January and February. You know what? Uh, you know what? I think a little bit of that is. I think it's also globalism, where we have this giant supply chain that just cycles around the entire world, where, where, uh, you know, a chicken is killed in uh, rural China. And then it is, uh, its feet are sent to Mexico to be pickled. And then it's like, oh yeah, its breasts are its breasts are minced into canned product that goes to France. Yeah, it's like ground beef from <laughs> California, Texas, Pennsylvania, and Oregon. <laughs> and you're like, why is it coming from four different states? So a lot has changed about the world where you don't necessarily have to use every piece of the buffalo anymore. I mean, yeah. because you can just sell all of that fat to. China and they will do something with it. You know what I mean? Like we, we yeah. don't, we don't eat the soybeans that we grow in Indiana. No, we sell them. <laughs> we sell them. Yeah. I. That's uh, how the world works now. I'm okay with old flavors, and I, I was thinking fried chicken this week, but I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to get hot chicken. You know, um, what a yeah. weird thing to eat in your in a, somebody's garage. <laughs> also, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I want to sit down somewhere and have hot chicken's not good cold. Beer. I'll put it that way. Like that too. The seasonings are there, but you do want it hot both ways. Been to pr- I've I've done Prince's. Yeah. I did it. Fucking loved in, it in Nashville. Yeah, serving a, uh, a mound of chicken on bread and just like throwing pickles on it. I love that shit. Did they did they give you uh, white people uh, level spiciness, or did you ask for uh, not? white people well i told them that i wasn't white and they didn't believe me really yeah no that didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) you can ask because there there is a level of spiciness or at least that was like the legend in nashville was like well there are flavors that we don't serve to white people oh really because they can't handle it yeah i can handle spice but i'm not one of those people that's like i can handle anything i'm like "Mm, you might be able to throw me for a loop if you do i'm gonna be crying i'm the type of person that uh if i eat something really spicy Mm -hmm. which has happened a couple times Mm -hmm insane hiccups i i can't ah. like, you know I'm like, i'll keep yeah. doing that for like you know 30 minutes and i fucking hate it it's the worst see i hiccup when i have spicy food too but uh my it's my butt that hiccups i have butt hiccups when i do that <laughs> listen i could tell you know i'm not gonna uh bullshit anybody out there right um and i you know true and look, listen it's all food I, I i definitely get critical of things and I also, uh, but I also don't want to be just a straight shit talker. But I have to ask, you know, yeah. honestly, yeah. when are you going back to this place? You know, I don't know, but I am returning to the liver bits right now as we speak. And the mashed potato salad, weirdly, I mean, I'm a cold salad girl. I mean, I, 
I love for I live for going to the Ralph's Deli and just pointing at stuff and getting samples. Yeah, you're a real Felicity at the deli. I'm a real Felicity of the deli, and I shake my long golden locks <laughs> behind my back, and I, I try some more. Give me that Tuscan one. Um, so I might go back to have this hot. I don't know when I'd go back, but I'd go back with a friend, and we'd go specifically to exist in this 50s space. Because there oh, is yeah. a time when I do want to have this. Um, that said, ultimately... I like Coles. You know Coles, the French dip sandwich. Coles. Uh, I have the two I French been, dips. But I know I've been to Philippe's. I haven't been to Coles. Philippe's never changed their recipe. Never changed their interior. Coles did. Coles got taken S- over. That's what I'm saying. Fifteen years ago or so, they changed their recipe. They changed it up. It's still the same thing, but they brought some cool dude in a, with tattoos to sort of redesign. Why not change it? it up? I think. I think, and I think it's obvious when places <sighs> yeah. don't. They need. You know what they need. They need to hire me as a restaurant consultant. You should be doing that. Sixty grand for like three weeks of work. <laughs> this is what some of these people charge. I'm like, what? You make this much money consulting on restaurants just to be like, it's bad. Go away. <laughs> you know, or whatever whatever they say. I'm like, God, man, I should fucking yeah. do that. Um I will say that <clears throat> I'm going back when restaurants uh <laughs> open indoor dining again. I'll go and, with you. I'll go with I, you this we'll year. Back. We'll go back. We'll go back this year and try because I've got a hunch that it's it's gonna taste better, um, straight out the fryer. Straight out the fryer. So I think you're right. I well, will, it was juicy. Like I said, the it co- was juicy. The cook it was, was nice. Re- it was real juicy, and the cook was great. The which you know what, too, nice. James. A lot of people fuck up. A lot of people will fuck up that cook. They do. And Dinah's Dinah. That was just begging for uh, some Trump inflection. Dinah's. That's what, it's what <laughs> he mean, would... I mean, it has this, like... That's what he would say. It has this MAGA. I mean, it's red and white, for one thing. <laughs> it's but, got a... Uh, we're so sorry, Dinah's. But there's a little bit of a MAGA vibe going on. Yeah, it's got this, like... You see, I think uh, I think a woman who um, was afraid because she saw, um, you know, a black boy walking down the street on her drive home. <laughs> I think she would pick this up and be like, why can't we have this America again? She'd look at this packaging and be like... Oh, it used to be nice and there are four TV channels and when there was an emergency you just didn't hear about it. I would go back to any place that also served alcohol real fast. So if I find <laughs> out that they do we're going to go. They have little uh, bottles of go. beer in a cooler somewhere? We're going to go very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Alright James, the special topic of the day is a fairly simple question that I want to ask you. Should Italians be allowed to leave YouTube comments on other people's cooking videos? Because I think it's a problem. I was watching a video of Stanley Tucci making gnocchi, just having a nice Tuesday night. And uh, somebody in the comments a named... A Tuesday night. A I, I was t- a little slow on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you were perfectly fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, Pasquale Natale said that it wasn't real. This isn't real Italian gnocchi. This is American gnocchi. Italian gnocchi is made with... You know, flour and water and egg. Pasquale Natale. That sounds like a. a is that a, is that a notable notable chef? Is that a noteworthy person? No, I don't think no, so. No, that's just some I think dude. it's. I think it's just a nice Italian he, name. He Isn't ju- it crazy that you can have a nice Italian name like that? That just be a huge schmuck. Are well, you? Yeah. Our YouTube commenters are just like, yeah, Dave Larson, and you're like, this guy sucks. And then there's like <laughs> Pasquale Natale, and like this guy's a real shithead. He's got such a beautiful name. <laughs> It's got a beautiful name. Did he just uh, come off a line in a, in a beautiful, gleaming <laughs> copper kitchen somewhere? No, he just got done uh, commenting on a, a video of Aerosmith <laughs> from 1989 that said, wow, real music and real musicianship. Such a novel thing these days. 
wide eyes emoji. Yeah. Uh, Ima- imagine a young band like Mil- Billy Childish saying something like this. Oh, God. Uh, do you love the old boomer guys that comment on like classic rock videos? Well, I don't like, watch classic rock videos on YouTube. You so. never have? <laughs> no. You're not going to look up, you know, cool band, old band, and then, and then you're Here's re- the thing. If I'm down. looking up an old band, I'm looking up the song, not the video that uh, like accompanies it. Do me a favor and do that tonight. Uh, we're going to get back All to right. the subject of food, but I want you to type in an old band you like, Rush, or something like that, and then scroll down okay. and read some of these lonely men with no avatar. Read, oh, read what they have to say, because it usually follows along the lines of real lyrics and real singing. You just don't hear this anymore. I'm going to see too much of my dad in there and get spooked. I'm like, I need to call my pop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that uh, uh, Ita- there's a, you know, there's a line of evidence that I, I want ro- to roll what out What is it about Italian? Roll out here. You're taking this Why? Pasquale guy <laughs> right, right, right. and you're putting an entire culture upon him, which. Oh, but there. Okay. So it does exist. I mean, look. I do think it's fun, and I and I do think there are a lot of merits to it. But there's a reason that there's you know an account on Twitter called Italians Mad at Food. Have you followed it? You need to. <laughs> okay. But it's just a collection of comments like this that are really <laughs> bad, like good burns <laughs> on Americans, like cooking like carbonara with cream and peas, which is something I've railed against. And like they're like right about a lot of stuff, uh, uh-huh. but uh, you can just tell they they get so fucking upset. Yeah, when you know, uh, Americans post photos of like Italian food or like, you know, and it's like bad or it's like they're, they're doing something that's like a faux pas. Um, they have very, they have a very strict set of rules. My biggest yeah. nightmare. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I go, oh God. And it's just like, I had a dream about one of those Italian YouTube commenters posting on my Instagram or something like this yeah. isn't real Italian food. You fucking schmuck. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they're, they're, is some validity to it now that I start thinking about it. At first, I thought, well, that's an overreaction, and uh, you're you're perpetuating uh, weird negative stereotypes that are fake about Italian people. No, like, you know, blah 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 blah. <clears throat> no, but I watched that Bobby and Jada in Italy thing, and they talked about the um, what? Not the mother sauces, but the that for pasta. They talked about like the four like peasant pastas of Italy. It was like cacio e pepe. Uh, something else, bolognese, and something else. And they talked about, like, these four pasta dishes that were easy to assemble, but you had to do them traditionally, and they went back hundreds and hundreds of years Okay, of, like, assembling these sauces or whatever. Putinesca wasn't on there, was it? It might it might have been Putinesca on there. Interesting. But uh, hearing that these traditions went back so far, like, hearing that, like, farmers in this region ate like this, and it was like, you cooked this one on this day because you used this piece of the pig or whatever. And then you cooked this one the next day because the leftover from making that other thing feeds into this thing. Oh, and yeah. Like your eggs are about to, Like all of these dishes come together because of a very specific lifestyle. And and then Bobby and Gianna explain this and they're like, let's kiss. Let's and kiss. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then Bobby <laughs> drooled on <laughs> Gianna's giant teeth. Oh, man, Jada's giant teeth. But listen, Danny, before I get lost in thinking about Jada De Laurentiis again, uh, I get wanting to preserve traditions and not wanting them to see, not wanting to see them desecrated, obviously. Absolutely. In this, in this country, it is wrong to 
say for like sorority girls to all dress up like Native Americans and be like, we're having Cowboys and Indians night. And it's like, okay, well, that's like a person's religion and you are really (laughs) appropriating something you're not allowed to do. There's a version of this YouTube comment thing where I'm starting to understand like, okay, you're fucking around with traditions. It it does feel a little bit. uh, No, I'm not going to say appropriative because I feel like with food, it's a little different. But right. But it it is sort of like desecrating something that is time honored. I this is a very interesting conversation because I think that you're you're definitely right about those things, but I think that Italians can get a little out of hand sometimes with the way they view food as a very sacred thing. I'll give you a good example, and this is some Italian on Italian uh, crime right here, but did you see The Chef's Table from the first season with Massimo Batora? And it's about his restaurant in Modena, and, you know, he's, Massimo's, like, fucking funny. You, you know, he has, like, Parmesan four ways on this dessert. It's uh-huh. like the, he's using foam. You know, he has a dessert called Oops, I Dropped a Lemon Tart because he dropped a lemon tart, and it's all cracked, and he thought it was beautiful. Yeah, he served yeah. it. It's art. Um, but locals fucking hated his the idea that his restaurant was there because it wasn't... Modernizing the traditions. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, they hated it so much. They didn't talk about this in the Chef's Table episode. They brought it up briefly. And you can find this somewhere, but I can't remember where exactly. But if you Google it, you're not going to find it immediately. People called in health inspectors and filed fake complaints against his restaurant, saying there was all kinds of health violations. Uh-huh. And like, I think they might have got shut down one day. And they then, swatted them. Yeah, they really. And this was people that were like, "We don't want your restaurant here because of what you're serving," is like kind of ruining the old traditions of like, you know, Italian food in Modena. And yeah, it, but is it? I thought that was like, boy, that's like very vicious. Yeah. And I still think the same line of thinking as, you know, Italians watching, there's like a whole genre of YouTube videos where it's Italian chefs watching American chefs cook like carbonara. Yeah. And they're like, I would never do it like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think it's kind of similar. It's a little similar, and um, you know my favorite version of that is uh, Uncle Raja. Did you, you ever see Uncle Raja? He Mm-mm. he has the best reaction video um, about uh, the BBC woman who cooks white rice and then drains the rice water, like and <laughs> soaks the like. Right. It's it's uh, I believe he's Chinese, freaking the fuck out oh, about yeah. this BBC woman making a fried rice. Yeah, and she does do everything wrong. If, if you're watching this and you have yeah. any respect for <laughs> the Asian cuisines, you're going to be like, ah, ah. You're like, it's terrifying. But also, I th- who cares? When it comes to food, well, food is something that there is. Re- well, first of all, everybody needs to do it. Not everybody is making sculptures. I can understand when the medium is not for the people and it belongs in the hands of masters that you would be messing something up if you're like making clay pots or something like that. People yeah. something people don't do all the time. But everybody needs to eat. And sometimes you want carbonara flavor and you just don't have that many options. So you grab a jar of this, you crack an egg into that, you yeah. whip it around and you <laughs> chop up some ham cubes and you throw it in the thing. Oh no. You know what I mean? It's ham like ham cubes. It's yeah. Do, do these the bag people, of sweaty, wet ham cubes you can get at a watched, liquor store. Have these people watched Chopped? I mean, if you watch Chopped, you're going to freak out that this person is saying that they're making a huevos rancheros when they're really not, or that they that they have given you, oh, this is sort of a play on a, well, a sushi dish. That's different because in Chopped, there's like a gun to your head. 
while you're cooking, which isn't like a. I feel I feel like everyone has a gun to their head when they're hungry, and they have 45 minutes to make something. There's you know a big I mean? timer going down. Now it's different though when it is a food celebrity chef who has a show and is speaking to a bunch of people. But this is what's and different. Disseminates bad information. This is definitely why it's different because yes, everyone needs to cook. And you can make fun of the way you know somebody fucked up their carbonara or whatever. Yeah. But when there's people like you know like I'm a, uh, a YouTube chef and subscribe and like my my page and I'm going to show you how to make carbonara. First, we're going to start with you know brown gravy or whatever they would <laughs> yeah, do yeah, that yeah. would be completely obnoxious and bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I understand why. You know, if you put anything out there, and again, this is like something I worry about sometimes. I'm like, you are open to criticism. Yes. Uh, you know, he's like, put whatever you want out there in the world, and and, yeah. co- and cooking is very, you know, dicey. D- do you get? I mean, and you're very good at it, uh-huh. but I mean, it's not. There are people. Are there people that are like that? Doesn't sound like Trump, or that's not. Yeah. Do, do people criticize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I I've guess heard better. Uh, I guess it's uh, with everything. Oh, uh, why? Everybody tries to do this voice, and nobody does it well. And then like, yeah. and then I'll have like some of my people immediately not like my people but like my defenders will jump in and be like he's he's the best at it he's best at it. you don't know what you're talking about and then the other guy would be like you gotta give your fans a better voice you know what's fun he's the best at it all my fans are Steph Tolev um but uh I get what I get a lot is I don't think he's as good as Psychic Pebbles now who do you think Psychic Pebbles is? I don't know who that is man that's a Twitch streamer who plays like Spider-Man games yeah and it's just like a boy, and occasionally he goes like, eh, "We're getting rid of China. We're gonna, we're gonna be mean to China." He does it like for five seconds, and so all of these fourteen-year-olds sometimes will spam my videos and be like, "It's not as good as this streamer." But what is <laughs> this? Not a comedian. Yeah, this guy hasn't really given you a huge body of work. He said five words as, yeah, tr- exactly. as Trump, and you have said like thousands. And it's like, oh, there's a maybe I didn't hit the Trump on. Saying the word, you know, Velma, but sorry, you <laughs> yeah. know, I, it's hard when you actually try to do it. Yeah. If you put anything out into the world, especially you publish it and you say that you're, you, you purport to be some kind of expert, someone's going to get mad at you. It's just funnier when Italians are mad at you because this that's, is, that's this a is, funny anger. This is also it. I like it because, you know, well, this is a, a, it's not like another compliment that I'm giving, but uh-huh. like Italians are cartoon characters and we want to see them get irrationally upset about food because it's all so harmless that's you know that's why people share these comments and you know the italians mad at food account uh-huh. so watching an italian be mad is like watching i don't know like mr magoo or something it's like it's like watching a t like a cartoon character and you're like oh boy it's so funny watching him trip down the stairs or like you know yeah it's, yeah. I think it, I think it's I think it's quite similar, and it's also like yeah. uh, getting very upset at you know something that is not that important. I would say, but then again, yeah. you know, I don't. I'm not a part of the Neapolitan Pizza Association, which is a real thing, and they have very people that are like you have to make pizza. They have like well, this. It's not, it's not that you have to, and I actually get something like this, no matter how ridiculous it sounds but just the rules and then you uh-huh. get the sort of doc or dop stamp on like the pizza place mm. but like you know tomatoes must grow in the volcanic plains of mount vesuvius actual <laughs> actual buffalo mozzarella from uh, lazio or like some yeah, other region yeah, yeah. dough must be made by hand no rolling pin or machine 
Uh, maybe no more than three millimeters thick. Pizza must be baked for 60 to 90 seconds in a 485 degree wood oven. If you do all of those things, uh-huh. then the Neapolitan Pizza fucking association will be like, that is some true ass Neapolitan wow. pizza. And then you get to say that about your restaurant. But wow. very few people here anyway in America, I think, actually achieve it. But they have a pizza association. You know how silly that is? (laughs) But it's also preserving, I know, traditions and, you know, all those things. You get done, uh, do you think anybody uh, gets done listening to the Macaroni Zone and goes to work at the Pizza Association? And they're just like steaming. You'll never know. I'm from Donut World, and uh, I was born in in Ice Cream City, uh, raised in Donut World, and I listen to the Macaroni Zone, and (laughs) I work at the Pizza Association. Do you think, I mean, that's probably some very self-serious. Yeah. Well, you would think it'd be very self-serious, but the maybe these, yeah, I don't know. They're probably very. You don't think they have like big slides that go down their lobby down to, down to a big vat of, of. Uh, it should be like a Willy Wonka-esque. <laughs> pizza you come to work at the, the Pizza Association? I mean, when you say the Pizza Association, I immediately think of some sort of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium uh <laughs> Disney Channel original movie where yeah. you know, a 15-year-old yeah. he gets the, locked in there for the night. Yeah. That's the river of marinara. Hop on a piece <laughs> of pepperoni and float down to the next uh, <laughs> the next station. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I guess I guess I've been thinking about it uh, a lot because I watched a video of myself making pasta that I filmed. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know if I want this out in the world. You know, it's like I, I'm like I could just picture you don't want the responsibility. I just picture the comments. I'd rather post the the, the pictures. Yeah, because I know somebody's gonna be, you know, the guy that owns Felix is like fuck your pasta machine. I'm like, well, I have yeah. a small apartment. I need a pasta machine. Yeah, okay, Mister Funky. I uh, if you ask me, Italians, they should have access to the internet. Yes, and uh, you and know, with hard work and determination, many Italians can achieve lasting, meaningful lives. Uh, so. <laughs> We we weren't really you know. And if you work at the the Neapolitan Pizza Association, uh, James and I would love to come take a tour of your facility sometime. I'd love to. I'd love to come see, and uh, I uh, I love when pizza's burnt. So please let me uh, come by. That was the Macaroni Zone episode six. James, where can people find you? You can find me at Shrimp J A J. That's at Shrimp J A J. My username cooks very quickly. Uh, uh, you can find me uh, at Shrimp Jadge on Twitter and Instagram and uh, also twitch.tv slash Shrimp Jadge where every Saturday night I have been playing Pokemon. Guy Gold loves, and silver. Loves Pokemon. I love Pokemon and I love uh, talking with uh, weird 30-year-olds about um, versions of the Game Boy Pocket oh, yeah. that they may have owned at one point. Uh, it oh, seems to be a very... Uh, Holy shit. I was dying when you posted a picture of yourself and you said your wife says you looks like it looks like you're flying to Palm Springs to buy Game Boy. <laughs> you just had like you had that Nintendo 64 hat that you wore the last time we recorded and then you had like an island shirt on or something. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh I own a lot of Nintendo hysterical. hats, Danny. Hysterical. And, uh, so I encourage you to if you <coughs> like any of that kind of stuff uh, uh follow me on that thing. I I also have a podcast called What Things Are What Things, yeah. which is like a stupid uh, game show. Uh that uh, stoners may giggle at uh, for a moment. Uh, so check that out as well. And my name is Danny Palumbo. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Palumbros, P-A-L-U-M-B-R-O-S. I sell pasta on Sundays out of my apartment in Thai Town. Uh, follow me on Instagram for that. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to get vaccinated tomorrow. And hopefully in a few months, I'll be promoting some stand-up shows, uh, you know, God willing, sometime this summer. 
We hope so. Hope so. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone.